0: This is Amalia Ion-Karis. This is Satya. And you're
1: you're listening listening to to Love, Sex, and the the Hidden hidden Agenda.
0: agenda. Our podcast was created with the sole intention to release toxic shame, illuminate our shadow nature, and expose the mysterious entities that feed off our most precious life force, our sexual energy. To learn more about our life-enhancing courses and transformational retreats, visit knowtheself.com let's get
1: started So being the queen of uh, reinvention that you are and you know you've had to recalibrate yourself so many times and rebirth yourself so many times in different situations and now you know the um, the ex- in a way this adventure that we're on right now at, at this time I'm I'm imagining that you're going through some of that, again, and I feel like I am, and I feel like a lot of people are. So, you know, you teach the rebirth and renewal process because you've been living it your whole life. And so when, you know, how do you, how do you teach, how do you teach that? Like, because this happens to you so, so often.
0: It does. One thing I've recognized is, you know, I when it first started happening to me, this this feeling of like a cataclysmic change in my life, you know, it started with early childhood trauma. And then like every time I I had a success in my life, something external would happen, like whether it was, you know, my sister trying to commit suicide or being in rehab or some external drama that would sort of take the wind out of my wings or- Your
1: sister being in sort of rehab, I just want to clear that up. <laughs> your What's that? Rehab. Not you being in rehab, your sister being in rehab.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no there was always some <laughs> external drama that every time my life was going really good and sort of humming along, my business, my love life, whatever it was, there was some- kind of whack that just kept happening to me. And that's what put me on my spiritual journey and like going to alternative, you know, healers and doing all this kind of shamanic work because there was some sort of force. I felt like I had this curse hovering me that any kind of success or, um, you know, whenever my life was good, something really bad happened. So I started studying energetics and, and I was thinking, you know, all these years, this has been, you know, 40 years of this. And <laughs> I'm, um, I call myself like the queen of reinvention because there's so many times I've had to like just start over from zero, whether it was like the house fire burning everything down. And, or one time I had a, a robbery, or um, I got really ill and couldn't work for a year and just had to like stop everything that was happening and recalibrate. So these recalibration points is what they are. And I've been like mining it. Like, what is the message here? Like, what are you trying to tell me? <laughs> you know? yeah. And um, I kept hearing like, well, you're just um, a forerunner. You know, like you're, it's happening to you so that you can see your way through it and kind of notice that the whole thing is, is, like an illusion like we are in this illusionary holographic realm um and all of those traumas and dramas brought me all these gifts like you know i had to learn to meditate to survive otherwise you know i don't know where i would be but not where i am if i didn't learn the skill of meditating and know how to like self-regulate and I had to develop so much resilience to to move through and to keep going and to still have dreams and aspirations, regardless of the hard knocks and, you know, what life was going to throw at me next. And I find it fascinating, like when my house fire happened, it was 2015, and I heard also, well here's just, you know how to reinvent, like just do your own process. You've been through this a million times. It's another dark night. Just go through. So each time it happens, um, there's a tinge that that's harder, right? It's like, no, not again. And, and like the trauma response, but then there's this part that's getting so strong, an internal structure that is kind of, it's starting to feel like a I don't know, a pillar of steel, like in my backbone or something, that's Mm -hmm. just saying like, this all doesn't matter. It's all showing me the truth of what I know. Like I know how to be in the center of my being and hold steady regardless of how strong the wind blows or how intense the storm is. Like even if it's full destruction and death, I will still exist. Like I will remain. Mm -hmm. And I kept hearing like, well, you know, this is going to start happening to other people. And then sure enough, you know, fast forward a couple years, like right when I recovered from my whole um, fire experience, suddenly, you know, everyone I knew's house was burning down. It just became like the, the California fires started, the Santa Rosa fires where, you know, I went to college there. So I had a lot of friends in Santa Rosa and then it was up in. You know, Oregon, Ashland. At one point, while I lived in Mount Shasta, there were forty fires surrounding me. I was like trapped in a safe bubble, and and I was able to kind of feel and empathize. I don't know. It's just interesting. So I've I've learned to like glean the gems from from my hard wax and to get out of victimhood because I think we all get trapped there when something bad happens. Like if our house burns down. Of course we are a victim to the fire, right? Like there's there's a very strong reality to that. Or if you were raped or abused, like yes, you're a victim, but then then that inner resilience like builds. Like, well wait, I'm I'm also the creator. Like I I can use my spiritual design, um my my like kind of inner dimensional presence to to create from that energetic space um so it's not like i've ever arrived and i i always hear like well you're not you don't arrive you just keep going like the the patterns don't change they just get a little bit easier and we have to rewrite you know we have to install the new hardware and i think right now with the you know the whole global lockdown that um everybody. It, it Now there's nobody left out of this recalibration. Everyone's businesses are having to pivot. Everyone's um, reality, relationships are changing very quickly. Um, political views are being polarized. Everything's changing. Everybody's like, I don't know. The world's upside down for pretty much everyone at this moment. Like We don't know how to plan anymore. It's like, wow, welcome to PTSD. Welcome trauma survival. For all of you who thought you weren't, uh, like you were like the stable, steady ones and like thought everyone else was chaotic because I've had that perspective pushed on me many times. Uh, (laughs) Now we're all in it together. So I find it, um, I don't know, somewhat like a entertaining cosmic
1: joke. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Yeah. I mean, this is like everything has to, right now, every, Everyone is pivoting. Even the businesses that are actually doing really well are becoming overwhelmed and people who are working are having to work uh, triple time because of all the meetings on Zoom and all of this kind of thing. And those people are like, I can't take this anymore. You know, uh, something's got to change or maybe I have to leave this even though it's a lucrative, great thing. You know, it's just, I don't know. People are, it's having, yeah, forced forced to pivot in one way or another right now.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. I, where I live in Mexico, it's a huge um, tourist destination and all of the businesses here, like 90% of them are based on tourism. And so everyone has had to pivot and shift and, and find new sources of income or just completely redesign the business almost overnight. And it's incredible. Like what's happening because of it. I, I love change because it makes us creative. It makes us, it makes us like get deep and down to like, what really matters here? Like what's the most important thing? Like when I was, when I, when my house burned down, you know people ask me like, what did you grab? you know, you have, you have minutes. People ask that question all the time. You have minutes to leave your house. If you had minutes to leave your house, what would you grab? What's the most important thing? Nobody expects it to actually happen. I mean, some people now are prepared. There's all these people who are very prepared for disaster, but um, most of us are never really prepared for the disaster that strikes our life. Right. And for me, it was just really funny because uh, my house fire. The house actually exploded downstairs while everyone was asleep, and I was the only one awake. And I heard the explosion. I thought it was like gunfire or something outside, and it was the windows exploding downstairs from the fire. And um, I looked out the window and I saw the fire in our house, like in the uh, lower unit. And I thought, oh, I guess you know, I just have to wake people up. And And the only thing I grabbed, I threw my phone on the bed because I was on my phone when I heard it. Like the phone, I don't know why you would think bring the phone with you. Like you need to call 911. But no, I didn't. I just like got everyone out of bed and grabbed when I went back up to like see what I could grab. Mm -hmm. I just grabbed a jacket and snowshoe, a snow jacket and snowshoes. Like I didn't live in the snow, but I knew it was going to be a long night and I was in my pajamas. And I knew I was going to be cold. And, you know, funny enough, I ended up moving into snow country and I needed those two things, you know, <laughs>
1: wow. but, but in those moments when it's survival, it is about, you don't think of your phone because you're just thinking of comfort. You're thinking of survival things like warmth and not freezing to death. I mean, it makes yeah, sense.
0: People, people in warmth. I was just like, it's going to be a long night. And literally, I, you know, the the people we pulled out of bed, one of the girls, she was just in a bra and underwear. Everyone was in their pajamas. There were six of us, Mo- three of them were barefoot.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's, uh, I remember that. And the fact that you ended up eventually moving to where there were just all those fires and then, oh man. And even we had the retreat up there on, on the mountain and the fires were. Yeah, um, I had to move oh.
0: from there. Now I'm surrounded by water. I <laughs> have <laughs> <laughs> water in every direction. Like there's underground rivers. There's like, it rains all the time. There's The ocean's really close. Like it's just lots of water here, almost mm-hmm. too much water. But yeah, <laughs> it's interesting.
1: When people are... Are going through that process, like the rebirth, when they're waking up or they're, what's your, like, you help so many people through that. I mean, you're a master at that. And so, do you ever feel like you need help going through it, or do you, are you, oh God, like the yeah. Lone Ranger, you know? you know it so well, you just do it. It's kind of automatic for you.
0: Well, it it has become like an automatic thing that I do just almost on the regular. I mean, I have a practice of doing the rebirth and renewal process I design every year just to like recalibrate or you know, fine tune my lifestyle, look at what's off, what's working, what's not, what's not quite right. Because I think, you know, we're living in a time where we're just constantly having to adjust the dials of, you know, if we focus on, you know, money, then maybe our relationships suffer or something like that. So there's always like, whatever we focus on, there's a counter effect somewhere else in our life. So I, I have a process of like, keeping myself balanced and hum in a humming Zone, but yeah, there's so many times where, um, I wish I could like consult with myself, like the part of me that knows the rebirth and renewal process so well. Because when I do get hit with it, of course, like we need help, we it's not a process you can really do alone. I mean, you can do it alone, I've done it alone, but it's really in the reflection and in the witnessing and in the community aspect of it that helps you rebirth like we need doulas we need soul lifestyle doulas because we get so identified with our career with our identity um like if you just went through a divorce right like you get so identified with being the wife of or in partnership with or not being single being married or having a specific career or that job title and then when that's taken away or you walk away from it People go through identity crisis. And I think right now with COVID and all of this lockdown, everybody's feeling it. Everybody is like, maybe they're putting on a good face and and not talking about it. And the, the social distancing keeps us not knowing what's going on next door. But everyone is having to like pivot and redesign and figure it out. And we all have different ways of doing it. Some people are just like waiting for the government to like solve their problems or, you know, thinking that the vaccine will come out and things will go back to normal. Nothing is going back to normal. Like what was before this, nothing. Mm -hmm. Like there might be remnants of it, things you remember, but we're in a new, we're literally in a new frequency band because the whole frequency of the planet has changed. We're now all united by this virus. So Mm -hmm. that's kind of cool. Um, like we have a common, a common, um, I don't know. Uh, I guess it's a, I I don't want to say enemy, but it's like, we all have the same friend. (laughs) We've had to make friends with Mm
1: -hmm. COVID-19
0: at some level. Otherwise we're just going to be fighting it and, and sort of in a self destructive mode. So those of us who can adapt and change. And I, I'm excited by it because it's in moments like this where, like, a great renaissance happens or when the entrepreneurial spirit, the, the spirit that knows what it's here to do or wants to act or wants to be part of the change gets activated. It's like, well, wait a second, like, what kind of life do you want to lead? And, you know, people who are underprivileged or feel trapped by their circumstances are gonna hear this and think like, oh, easy for you to say, you know? Mm -hmm. That's a privileged perspective. And I disagree. I think that it's not a privileged perspective, it's just another perspective. And I know people who have been, myself included, in the worst circumstance you can imagine, and it's that thought. It's that idea that you can change that you can create that you can maybe have a dream and if you allow it if you give it to yourself like that's what shifts the tides because we're we're so used to we're so entrained to keep giving our power to circumstances and everyone else around us and we can't change it we can't change what the government's doing I mean we can vote and hope it helps right but we can't actually control what's happening in the world. All we can do is control like our response and how we, you know, redesign and maneuver. So I think this is the practice. I think that we're all going to have to get more and more used to it. And I love, love helping people in the process. Cause it is, it's like birthing something new and it's scary. And in that part when you're in the labor pains and in the contraction of it, you freak out. Like everyone, even I freak out. There's moments of like sleepless nights. I just had it recently, just a few sleepless nights of like, okay, um, something's coming. Something's about to pop. You know, I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's like a two-headed alien monster or it's like the most precious, beautiful, you know, Next thing, mm-hmm. like we get, I think we get to decide if you know if we tune to love, if we tune to like a higher frequency. Then I think this is where the magic is. So it's really fun when I get to to take people through the, the process, and not fun when I'm in it. <laughs> so yes, <laughs> I would love someone hand holding uh, to yeah. take me through it. Yeah.
1: Yeah, the the human brain um, likes to know what's coming all the time, know everything, um, likes to have things to expect and, you know, so when we don't really know, but we feel it and we know we have to do something, you know, something's coming. It's It's pretty intense when that happens. It's just, it requires a lot of trust you know, like, hey, I can, I can do this. Whatever this is, I can figure this out. I can, um, I'm okay. I'm, I'm good enough. I still love myself. I'm, you know, I'm still worthy of <laughs> good things. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's a, a lot of self soothing for me when I'm in those kinds of things.
0: Yeah, that's a huge part of it. I mean, if you can self soothe, that's that's ideal. I think it's hard when, you know, when we have patterns like familial patterns or whatever Mm -hmm. personal patterns we've developed of like self-loathing, we can really beat ourselves up thinking we have to be perfect or we have to look Mm -hmm. a certain way or we have to uphold to the standard that we held for ourselves in the previous incarnation of us. Like, but Mm -hmm. we are in a we are in a process of conscious evolution. This is conscious evolution, guys. It's messy. It's creative. It's precious and beautiful. It's painful. We need help. We need new structures. And I'm excited. I'm I am going through a big rebirth phase myself, which maybe I will share more in the coming episodes. Um, but it's fun and I love, I do love holding people in the process and I've actually just opened up my one-on-one consulting to support people in the process and because I think everybody is just like what what's happening everything's restructuring where do I go what do I do from personal life spiritual beliefs uh you know so many truths are shaking out people are getting blown out in that way financially people are getting blown out and obviously, career direction, goals, dreams, like if you had a dream, you thought you were going to be traveling all year, and then suddenly, you're stuck in your house, all that stuff.
1: Yeah, yeah. And I wonder too, um, if a lot of people are asking themselves right now, like, am I strong enough to, to do this right now? Am I strong enough for this next thing or to, to be in this? I mean, I know, and that definitely, I relate that feeling in a way to birthing. Well, all these feelings, but it's that, that crunch time, that feeling like um, you're being like squeezed or something from, from all angles and, and it's unclear. There's no absolute certainty. You know, But I think um, for us to be at our best and for us to really be alive and experience life, it, it is this sort of like, we need both the uncertainty. We need the uncertainty sometimes. Otherwise we can't grow. Well, there's no magic in certainty,
0: right? Like that's the magic of life is sort of, we, we can't figure everything out. Like there's a part where we just show up and we show up and play our role Mm -hmm. And then the magic sort of shows up and, and deliver Like when you're in birth, you don't know, you know, if you didn't have a sonogram and you didn't do a DNA test and all that. say you don't know all those things. Um, It's going to be a surprise And, and you still don't know this child, right? You don't know what you're giving birth to. And I think that that's the magic, that's the joy and the beauty. And soul work is like that. Like we are, we're evolving to the next level of us. And we don't know who we're becoming. We just know that the old stuff is being stripped off. So like the snake shedding its skin or the butterfly emerging from the cocoon and not knowing what color it is, not even knowing it can fly. Like, what a magical thing to go from a worm to a butterfly. Like, talk Mm -hmm. about perspective shift. You know, you're down in the grass, like you can't see past the blade of grass. And next thing you're hovering above seeing birds and, you know, it's, it's a different perspective. And I think we're all in that perspective shift right now. Mm
1: -hmm. And so it's exciting.
0: And to answer the question, am I strong enough? What I've told, because I've definitely been there and I feel like I'm not strong enough. And I think every person, every woman who's given birth, goes, I can't do it. I can't do it. Like right at birth, like right when it's about to come. Most (laughs) women freak out and they're like, I can't do this. Make it stop. But we're designed for this. Like we're here at this time because we do have the strength, we're developing more resilience. There is a magical unfolding going on. And if we can trust and surrender and sort of align to the higher frequency align to the higher thought align to the the beauty and the joy and the magic and like let go of all the fear and and the drama and the scarcity and the 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 total nightmare freak out like we need to practice disconnecting from that and finding places within ourselves of you know silence and joy and reconnection yeah. and self-soothing like you said
1: yeah I've I've been feeling that way too just um it it definitely feels like uh you know you, for a minute you go into the ah, like the the um the fear or the second guessing or the like and then that feels so not good for me what I do <laughs> is is I'm like okay well I don't like that feeling and <laughs> Now I've lived long enough to know that things always work out and whatever I'm going to have, you know, if I'm going to have anxiety about something or if I'm going to like it, when has it ever been worth it? It's never because things always work out. And, you know, and, and so, yeah. but so for me, it ends up, it, it ends up feeling very grounding because my choice in that moment is okay. So I'm going to just, you know, be really grounded about this. And, and then it starts to feel um, quiet and it starts to feel slow and dreamlike and surreal. And then that's where it's really just going into intuition. I feel like in that moment we're connected really, or I feel very connected to like, okay, I, I know, I know. What exactly, how exactly, no, but I know. You know, I love how you describe to, that. Mm-hmm. And to follow that is just all we can do. And kind of like that, you know, feeling your feet on the ground and just that one step in front of the other and breathing, because I notice it before that, I'm not breathing unless yeah. I stop for a second. And, you know, and luckily like, med- you know, all of that meditation that we've done before, it's like you can instantly access it, whether or not you're meditating all the time anymore or not. <laughs> yeah, because you've created like, um,
0: you've created that frequency in your body to just be like a default. Exactly. And for me, um I, I love how you describe just going in the flow and all of it. I could feel how you do that, how you slow it down and just kind of move through and be in that dreamlike state. And then the other practice I find um, really helpful for me is dance, because Dance is all about learning flow, rhythm, listening, getting getting in rhythm. You know, like people who dance off rhythm, it's so hard to wash. Or it, it, if you're dancing off rhythm, it feels off yeah. in the body. Like I'm off rhythm. Like what's going on? And you, you just stop and jerk around and you're trying to like get back in the flow and then you find the flow and it's just so magical when you're dancing in perfect rhythm, it just feels like flying. It's just, there's some something magical happens. And when you look at a, a skilled dancer who's in that zone, it, it just elevates the whole room. Everybody can look at it and just be like, wow, wow. Mm-hmm. Because it's, it's this like perfected flow. And I think that expecting perfection all the time is a trap. <laughs> oh gosh, yes. Huge it's trap. such a trap.
1: Huge. And
0: for us to just be willing to like be in the dance, be in the practice, that's the practice. And to stop judging everyone as including yourself, who isn't looking the role, who isn't the best dancer, who isn't, you know, so smooth and eloquent on the dance floor. Like, just, you know, that was you once. So even if you are a skilled dancer, right? And I I find these changes so humbling. Yeah. So humbling. Because yeah. anytime your ego gets attached to your identity, sure enough, there will be one of these rebirth cycles about to happen so <laughs> hang on friends we're in it together <laughs> if you need support if you want to learn what my rebirth process is um you know message me you can find our information on our website yeah that's it until next time <laughs> Bye. <laughs> <Farewell>. <laughs> To learn more about our life-enhancing courses and transformational retreats, visit knowtheself.com.